Kale and Company, weekday mornings, 6 till 10. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT. Get us on the free Odyssey app. Watch us live on YouTube, youtube.com slash at 1210WPHT. He joined us last Friday. He co-hosted on Monday morning, and he's back again in his normal Wednesday 8.30 spot. I think at this point he's got about 40% ownership stake in Kale & Company because he's always on the program. He's the great Tony Bruno. What up, yo? Good morning, good morning, and thank you for joining me today. By the way, the temperature... 69 degrees oh, here in southwest florida i'm not, not trying try to bust people's chops yeah. i know it's cold <laughs> yeah. in most of the country uh but the interesting thing here the weather's been terrible i mean it's been raining every day but today it looks like it's going to clear finally so if you're heading down for spring training you know you have a couple of weeks to get down here the super bowl's coming up the pro bowl in orlando but uh I'm ready to go. I'm ready now. I had some fresh pangolin last night. Only the best pangolin, let me tell you. When I get pangolin down yeah. here in southwest Florida, it's the freshest pangolin you can get anywhere in the world. How do you cook your pangolin, Tony? Medium, medium rare? You got to you got to make you got to do you got to start with a sear. You know, it's like when you get that prime rib for the holidays. Yeah, yeah. And you go to Acme or, and shop right and you try to find out what the best price is because it's not like $200 for a prime rib. For people who are out shopping for prime ribs for yeah. New Year's Eve, because a lot of people do prime rib for New Year's or Christmas, but uh, the pangolin you got to make sure it's fresh. You got to sear it, and then you got to you got to make some sauces. You got to it be really good with the yeah. sauces and the spices. If you don't get the right spice, it's just not going to. It's just going to be flat. You, you got to have and not too much. Don't put too much cumin in the pangolin. Well, what or about any the- of the other or too much soy sauce? And make sure if you're using soy sauce. Yeah. Make sure you use the lower sodium one. Yeah, you don't want too much sodium. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And That'll make sure you use the dark brown sugar dry rub. Yes, absolutely. I love the dry rub. Right, right. Big fan of it. You want to pound it? I think Dick Morris was looking for a dry rub the other night, too, by the way. (laughs) What was I don't know what the hell that was. That was a drop. That was... was, (laughs) I think Dick Morris had a dry rub the other night when he was on (laughs) Newsmax. What was that? uh, That guy walked in. By the way, Miss Robin and I, last night when we saw that, we did this. We went Zapruder film on that <laughs> Dick Morris video. Now, remember, Dick Morris, as you guys pointed out earlier, was actually part of the Clinton administration. He was. Yep. And then he had to leave in disgrace because he was involved in some toe-sucking uh, <laughs> con- con- controversy. Remember that story? Yes. Oh, of yeah. Course. It's about, That's... like, toe-sucking. Not that there's anything wrong with it if you're consent- consenting adults. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, foot fetishists are big things. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure people ask, Ro- ask Dawn and they've asked Robin to show pictures of their feet. Yes. There are a lot of people out there. We do every I, I morning. Rex Ryan is Rex Ryan. Rex Ryan is calling the Eagles to see if they're interested in a foot fetishist to maybe be the new defensive he, coordinator next no. year. You know? He also said, and, and it, you know, if you believe the Inquirer, the Star, wherever those stories came out in, in the '90s, that this uh, this prostitute or this call girl that he was seeing uh, said that he used to strip down to his underwear and sing Popeye the Sailor Man. <laughs> well, who has it? I mean, come on. <laughs> You got a can of spinach in the free, you know. You got a can of spinach, you pop it open. Oh, I prefer fresh spinach. You get the garlic going, you get a nice little garlic sear, and then you put the fresh, fresh spinach right yeah. in that pan. You can smell it, a little salt and pepper. You don't have to overdo it with spinach. Can you garlic, can, salt, and pepper to finish it off, and bam! Can you believe a right genius there. programmer here decided that he would make a good talk show host <laughs> like what Dick Mars. Yeah. but by the way the, the, so robin and i are watching this we're bringing the guy walks in now you've seen it everybody has seen this video yeah so it, the guy who's uh, doing the interview is actually a southwest a guy in florida who lives in jupiter uh schmidt uh, what's his name somebody schmidt 
And he, I think he has some Philadelphia ties, like everybody does in the media, it seems. <laughs> so I think it's Greg Schmidt. And so Dick Morris sitting there, and it's his apartment. It's not a, it's not oh. in a condo. It's an apartment. And then the guy comes walking in out of the door. Robin and I slowed it down you to did? one frame per second. And it, it looks like he's coming in from a garage door. Because oh. if you look closely up in the right-hand corner, it's got one of those detectors. You know, if somebody comes into your house through the garage door, uh, not the garage door that opened from the outside, but the one on the yeah. inside, you have a bar, yeah. and if somebody opens it, it'll send a message. So that was that was a condo. That was an apartment. Can we get the video back up there, guys? Yeah, let's, let's go, let's get it up. Let's go get deep, down. Let's go deep film session. Let's here. go deep dive. Let's go to <laughs> Paul Zapruder on this thing, because Robin nailed it. I'm saying, where is he coming in from? When you see the door open and this guy with the big boobs walks in, <laughs> with a, with a, I don't use wife Peter is not appropriate. Yeah, no, it's not. Freeze right. it. Freeze it when the door is open. You'll see that there's a, a shelf all the way up in the <laughs> left hand corner, which is a garage shelf. And oh, then as he's walking in and the door's closing, Robin picked it up. The garage door is closing. That is so mm. he came in from the garage door from the outside. He did. Walked into Dick Morris's dining room <laughs> without, without even blinking. And then just walks into the live shot with a with a and the guy had a, a big rack on him. Oh, yeah, those yeah, had to be yeah. double D's. Yes. What would you say? Yeah, that was so, I mean, you and Rob Robin, what what, what, what do you say? It's a minimum C minimum C cups. C, C cups. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't say D, that, but I, w- I would say it's a it's a B plus. That is a brilliant observation by Robin. <laughs> Robin Honestly, I, I, we I, do. I can't. That's what we do. The, yeah, he's coming in from the of. Uh, yeah. <laughs> look at them. and he, and and the and the the wife beater. I know that's inappropriate, but it's his tucked t-shirt. in. It's well, tucked look, into his. If you go back to toward the beginning, the garage door is going back down. It's in motion. <laughs> yes, that's a Robin point. That's how you have to shut. Everybody just sees him come in and walk in. The door closes. Look inside the room. I'm thinking, is he coming in from a bathroom? Is he coming in from a shower? No, he's coming in from a garage, and the garage door is closing behind him. That's the kind of breakdown you're not getting on any other. Show. I'm going to speculate. Everybody's I think he's laughing. Yeah, everybody's too busy laughing. Sorry. The garage door is closing I... as he enters and just walks right into the dining room. I'll be the first to speculate. I think Dick Morris had this guy stuffed in the trunk of his car, <laughs> and he got out and he was coming in. That's my theory, and I'm sticking to it. Allegedly. I mean, that's that's to me that's the biggest takeaway yeah. from the Iowa caucuses. <laughs> <laughs> to me, that's the that's the top story. Forget all the other stuff. And, you know how many votes and how many people were put. And then I love the media handling this. And again, the media to me is the enemy of the people, and they prove it every second of every day. But I got to give uh, listening to that debate and listening to Wolf Blitzer last night. You got to see this is where people all over all over Ron DeSantis about. Ron DeSantis is really good in front of a crowd, but because of the the whole campaign thing, and they were forcing him to do things that made him uncomfortable, people were suggesting that DeSantis is not good around people. He's crazy around people. As long as he keeps his idiotic handlers away and, and answers questions, that's why he won here in Florida in a landslide. That's why people love him down here, and that's why people thought he would be the next nominee, but not now. And so... The problem with Ron DeSantis, and that's, I think, the biggest problem people here in Florida have, but there's a lot of people who want him because they don't want Trump, and I get that. But DeSantis is good on his feet, and I think the cuts that you played from the cut sheet, the two answers, I mean, he nailed them. He nailed those questions, and they weren't rehearsed, and he wasn't and he wasn't wearing boots, and he wasn't standing on top of a box or any of that stuff. 
That's Ron DeSantis doing what he does best. So all the people who said he's awkward, he was awkward because the people who fashioned his campaign did an absolutely horrific job. And now, as you see in the setting with Walt Blitzer in a, in a, in a town hall, he was awesome last night, I think. And based on those cuts he played, mm-hmm. what did he say that most people will disagree with who aren't partisans or aren't people who are just looking for a way to bury the guy? Yeah. Listen, Trump's going to be the nominee, but I think Ron DeSantis, you know, he, he's not done. Well, he may be done in this campaign, depending on what happens in, the, in New Hampshire and, and then South Carolina. But I think he's got a lot of good ideas. I wouldn't be surprised if DeSantis, if he does pull out, that he will join forces with Trump just like Vivek did. Because I think that's the only way to get the best. You know, you got to have a good team behind you. Right. And right now, Joe Biden doesn't have a team. He has his wife out campaigning for him. And Kamala Harris cackling in South Carolina in front of, uh, you know, basketball players. Yep. And so, obviously, uh, Joe Biden's got his surrogates out 24-7. And the media is eating them up, even though they're all a bunch of liars. Speaking of having a good team behind you, I, I don't think the Philadelphia Eagles are a good team behind either Nick Sirianni or Jalen Hurts, or maybe Nick Sirianni is the problem. Tony Bruno's got his Kelly Green cap on. I'm actually wearing the yeah. black in midnight because, unlike you, it's actually really cold and justified to wear a skull cap right now. But I'm going to take it off because I'm starting to sweat, I, and the Eagles tick me I, off, Tony. I was going to say, this, we, we uh, Dawn and I didn't get the memo uh to wear our hats today because yeah. you, Nick, and Tony are wearing Yeah, hats. I wore one in because it was 14 degrees as we were coming <laughs> in this morning. I was doing it in sympathy. I was doing it because it did get chilly. It got into the 50s last night. It's 69 right now if you're scoring at home, and if you are, congratulations. But the bottom line is this. You know, I put the skull cap on for all my friends and family, you know, up in the Northeast. In, in not just northeast Philadelphia, up there at Cotman and the Boulevard, where McDonald's, I believe, is being held up as we speak right now. <laughs> another crime. Uh, but, you know, you know, hey, listen, when you run out of uh, egg McMuffins, you know, things go wrong. So, so go terribly, terribly wrong yep. in a cold morning in Philadelphia when you're trying to stay warm out there. Mm-hmm. If you can't get your Tesla or any of your other vehicles started, you know, you got to go into McDonald's and get yourself a couple of egg McMuffins. Uh, what are some of the other sausage, uh, bagels, and all those other good things that they have there? McGriddle. Don't forget the McGriddle, the coffee, Tony. McD- yeah, McGriddle. By the way, McDonald's coffee is still the worst coffee on the planet. <laughs> I agree. They should just stop <laughs> selling coffee at McDonald's. Damn right. Hit up Wawa. So what do we do with the Eagles? We You did the show on Monday with us. Uh, that was the uh, morning before the debacle in Tampa Bay on Monday night. What, 32-9? to nine, You get beat by over three touchdowns. I know down the hall they're calling for heads. Do you think heads are going to roll for the Eagles? Yeah, I don't know if Sirianni goes, because that's going to be a tough thing to pull off. But you know what happens. You saw it happen yesterday in New Orleans. You know, they didn't make the playoffs. Tampa Bay gets in in that division, which was winnable by everybody. But the Buccaneers found a way to win it. And then the Saints fired three of their assistant coaches. So I think you're going to see the Eagles fire assistant coaches. And then that's what usually happens. If you see assistant coaches being fired by teams that didn't make the playoffs or failed, that means the head coach is safe. If you see nothing going on, that means they're still thinking about it. But I think, and I, I, I tweeted this out last night, and Jack Fritz down at WIP, the sister station, I never met the guy. I don't know him. But remember, he's the guy that rallied the Philly fans around uh, you know, around booing players or and Bryce being Harper. hard on some players. No, it was Trey and Turner. I blame Jack Fritz oh, at yeah, WIP 
I, I uh, Jay, yeah, Dre Turner when he was going through the doldrums, yep. and then he had that big campaign and the push. Go out there and cheer him. Let's give him a standing ovation every time he comes out. I, I'm blaming Jack Fritz for the Eagles collapse because <laughs> if Jack Fritz had told the people that when Nick's when the Eagles finally lost that game after beating the Bills and going ten and one, they should have cheered. They should have given Nick Sirianni a standing ovation every single week when they lost, just to encourage him to get back on track. And I think we got too negative in Philly, and it happens sometimes. I think if we had just given Nick Sirianni standing ovations every time he walked out onto the field <laughs> and the Eagles would find a way to lose and blow the division and blow away a chance to even win a playoff game, I think the Eagles would have turned it around. So I'm blaming Jack Fritz for this. I don't know the guy, <laughs> but we got to place blame somewhere. So I'm looking at that the possibilities of what could have caused this to uh-huh. happen. I don't know how a team goes from – Playing, they didn't even weren't playing great, but everybody was waiting for them to finally get it all together. Yep. They went the exact opposite way. Yep. And so I don't know what's going to happen. I don't think Bill Parcells, uh, well, Bill Parcells, I don't think uh, what's his face up there in New England's coming to Philadelphia. There's a Bill lot of Belichick. Yeah, Belichick. But let's get it back to the Flyers and the Sevens. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, I have my red Phillies shirt on. Pitchers and catchers, pitchers and catchers here down here. Uh, tw- water, tw- baby. 28. Do we have a countdown clock in the bottom right-hand screen? No, but CNN will have a new COVID clock up there soon. (laughs) So we have a COVID clock. We used to have a lies from the president clock. That went away, too. Remember that? Remember the lies of the... Uh, we used to not... We used. Do we not put Joe Biden on now when he's stumbling around at the... Where was he the other day? He was at the Phil Abundance Phil for Abundance, 10 minutes yeah. holding yeah. up a bag of apples and oranges, <laughs> walking inside. Oh, look, I got a bag of oranges here. <laughs> He's got my vote. <laughs> Joe Biden is telling you, well, these are the freshest oranges and apples that I have known, and then goes back home and then doesn't appear again. I think I think Biden called the lid this morning at 8 o'clock. <laughs> Not a joke. And the biggest story... The biggest story of yesterday was that the, the federal government employees were supposed to walk off their jobs yep. to protest the, the situation with Israel and then the you know what's going on in the Middle East, but they got snowed out of their protest. <laughs> so they were off Monday for Martin Luther King Day. They were supposed to walk out yesterday, but they couldn't walk out because they didn't go to work, even though a lot of them are still working from home. So will the government walk out today? And if all these employees do, which supposedly is illegal if you work for the government, to just walk out on strike, will they, will anybody notice? Except, you know, getting not getting the mail. I mean, that would be the only way I would notice if the government shuts down or people don't go to work. Yep. Would you notice if people don't go to work? No. For the government? No. Would not notice one bit. Tony Bruno joining us, as he always does on a Wednesday. Hey, you made a really interesting point about the media being the enemy of the people. I want to go back to that for a second. Uh, And I'm not referring to Jack Fritz. I'm referring to Rachel Maddow and Joy Reid. Because following Monday night's victory, where Trump wins in blowout fashion, and we played the clips yesterday on the show, they decided at MSNBC as a network, at least Jake Tapper and CNN gave about 12 seconds of Trump's victory speech before Jake started talking over it and they cut out of it. Rachel Maddow once again made the editorial executive journalistic decision not yeah. to roll Trump live. If so, if you thought censorship was going by the wayside in 2024, Tony, that's not the case. They didn't allow no. the winning guy to have his victory speech on their network. 
And the, and the Mad Al thing was the most bizarre. Yes. I mean, it's like, oh, my God, we can't allow this. We, we are journalists here. We're the same people who were telling you about Konstantin Kolodnik and all the Russian information and on the tax returns <laughs> and everything else. But no, we want to make sure you don't see the guy who just won. So we're not going to show him on the air. But we'll show Joe Biden stumbling down another tarmac somewhere and his wife trying to help him put a coat on because that's democracy. But we can't show the winning candidate. This is Stalin. This is Mussolini. You talk about the media. I mean, and that's my biggest beef, guys. And I've been saying this for the last few years. The media is truly the enemy of the people. And if anybody doesn't see this for what it is, I get all the, the you know, the pundits and the paid hacks who are on Twitter hipping their favorite candidates. But when you have a media that has zero credibility, zero trust, anybody who, who thinks what CNN and MSNBC did, and the fact that that Joy Reid is blaming white Christians in an Iowa for Trump winning the caucuses. That's insanity. That's the kind of stuff you you don't even see in banana republics. And they're worried about democracy? Mm-hmm. When you have a media that no one can legitimately trust, how do you explain what's going on in this country right now? It's just, it's just embarrassing. Yeah. As a guy who was yeah. in the media and, the news, and a reporter in the news industry and the sports industry, I've never been more embarrassed to look at our media and see what it has become. And it's become an absolute joke. It's I mean, we live in this world of where the left says everything is about diversity, equity and inclusion. Yet you have Joy Reid on television calling out the single biggest, quote, race in the country. We'll just call it white people. Then calling out the biggest segment of a religion. Christians or Catholics or however you want to frame it. I mean, and that that's permitted on MSNBC by the same people that are talking about how everybody should be embraced and we're all big blah, 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 blah. And yet you're saying with that device of rhetoric and yet that's somehow permissible, Tony, that goes completely not mentioned by the mainstream media when she goes out there and tax two groups of people, which represent the largest segment of American population. And, you know, while wearing a Trump wig on MSNBC. I know, she she dyed her hair blonde. (laughs) She's got a blonde wig on or whatever it is. Excuse me, excuse me. She's wearing a blonde wig. (laughs) And, by the way, here's the the biggest hypocrisy with Joy Reid. And everybody knows she's she's the the only card she has. She has a 52-card deck, and every card's the race card. Mm -hmm. There's not even a joker in that deck because she's the joker, and so is a... Matt and Rachel Maddow and all these other, and Jake Strapper. Strapper. I call him Jake Strapper. Jake Strapper. I mean, he, he has he has moments of being a journalist, but then by sooner or later he goes right back into being a DNC hack. He's a Philly and, guy, you know, Tony. Oh, we can't we can't keep playing this now because Donald Trump is 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 is, is doing his anti-immigrant r- routine right now, and that's how they that's how they fashion the the, the narrative anti-immigrant. How is he anti? How is anybody anti-immigrant when it's all about immigration and legal immigration? And so that's what they're doing. They're all surrogates. The media is the surrogates. All the hacks that are out there, Jill Biden, Kamala Harris, Michelle Obama, Barack Obama, they're all going to be out there working 24-7 while Joe is still somewhere in his uh, oxygen tent in Delaware or down in Camp David. Or maybe he comes back to Philadelphia for another 15-minute appearance using Talk about fossil fuels. I My mean, it's just embarrassing. Girl. His wife's a Philly yeah. girl, Tony. Don't but forget she that. is a Philly girl. No doubt about it. Damn right. No doubt about it. 
Bruno with us for a few more moments here. You mentioned Twitter and people being Twitter hacks. Um, I'm fascinated by the fascination of Jack Smith. So yesterday, some of the news coming out uh, in Trump's D.C. case that Trump lost his appeal to Jack Smith and the ability of uh, the DOJ to have access to Donald Trump's Twitter feed, which I find remarkable because anybody that's on Twitter, we see what's on your timeline. We see what you retweet or what you like or what you comment to. The only other thing, and you can even see people's mentions by clicking on their tweet and seeing what people are saying at the person who tweeted whatever. So I don't know what Jack Smith expects to gain from this. I mean, does he think that Trump was DMing Putin and he wants to see direct messages to Putin? Other than that, I have no idea what the obsession is with Trump's Twitter feed, but Trump lost that appeal yesterday to Jack Smith. Well, of course, because you know that the wheels of justice only go one way. And again, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a Republican honk. I don't tell you who to vote for. I don't care who you vote for. But if you don't see through this stuff, and here's Trump, right, who's who's old as well, and he's in uh, Iowa in the freezing cold. Then he goes to New York with this idiotic trial of a woman who's on tape multiple times as a certified wacko in this alleged rape trial. So he goes back to New York, goes through that charade. He's got the other idiotic, oh, his property. By the way, did you see the owner of the New York Yankees was down in Mar-a-Lago here in Florida, and he was being asked about the value of his property, of Trump's property in Mar-a-Lago? He said it was valued at about $1.5 billion. And so you have the people in New York the obviously anti-Trump uh, the attorney general we'll sitting in court every day talking about how Trump's lying about his property value. You've got legitimate multi-billionaires who can realize, and if you've been down to that part of Palm Beach County, I mean, those, there's not one house that's not under a half a billion dollars. And Mar-a-Lago is a huge property. And I, I would agree, probably worth... And we're talking about the guy who owns the New York Yankees saying it's about $1.5 billion. Mm-hmm. So you got all these people trying to make stuff up and throw stuff against the wall. And I think what this does is it makes Trump stronger because the more people see through this stuff, the more they see through it and the more they look outside and see what the big problems are in their lives. You know, immigration is now, as Ron DeSantis pointed out, people are talking about immigration because it's affecting everything in this country not mm-hmm. that we don't want immigrants my mom was an immigrant so nobody's anti-immigrant the people who were here and did it the right way they're even pissed off at what's going on with people just coming in and getting better treatment than citizens or veterans or people on the streets with no food no place to sleep that kind of stuff it's yep. common sense mm-hmm. it's it all it's about common sense it is tony bruno always good to have you on to chop it up and break it down on a Woo-hoo. wednesday morning by the way, loving the uh, Kelly Green cap. It's a good That's look. That's my crumb hat now. Yeah. Don't forget. Crumb bomb. <laughs> Representing the Eagles on the top, Frank Rizzo on the top with the Phillies across the chest. And I got and my red. Flyers underwear on. I've got my Eric Lindros <laughs> underwear on. Will you be showing up at Dick Morris's kitchen? Oh no. I Come will on. be walking, but I will walk in through the front door. I'm not coming in through the garage. I don't have this I don't have the key. I don't have the gate. I don't have the way to get into his garage. I don't have it on my program. If I if he gives me the code and I can program the code into Dick Morris's garage, I will gladly do another walk in <laughs> the next time he goes live with uh what's the guy's name uh rob schmidt rob on schmidt. newsmax yeah not news nation and not whatever the other news channels are oh yeah. this is Newsmax. yeah and i'm telling you that guy rob schmidt i think he lives near uh vince papali over in jupiter florida on the east coast of florida yeah. this is more inside 
information you're not getting anywhere else. Sure, sure. <laughs> but would you wear your tidy underwear in uh, walking in the background? Yeah, right, I'm going to get my tank. I had an old tank top. I got to find it. You know, again, it's 69 degrees, maybe in the 70s today. Yeah. I'll bring it. I got to bust out the tank top today. You do. Beautiful. I got to do that. Yeah. All right. Can we go on special assignment just for a visit with Tony and Miss Robin? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll, bro- we'll broadcast from Bruno's boat. <laughs> well, well, the boat's still floating. It's, it's still floating. It's not operational, but it's still out there floating. I'm going to put a live webcam out there so I can have people watch every day and see yeah. the sunset and the sunrise every day. Because, you know, these webcam things are really, really popular right now. Yeah, I've heard you've been into the webcam scene. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 my only fans right now, I'm, it's, it's, right, like, I'm going to download my only fans. But I am making, I'm, I'm going to make, I'm going to start milking cows <laughs> on my Twitter stream uh, and try to make uh, six million, six figures milking cows on social media because oh. I'm right. a good cow milker. I've good. done it before. You, you do that. You got the technique yeah. with yeah. the teats down. Uh, I got to get out of here, Bruno. Oh, All right. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. Good stuff as always, brother. Thank right, you. Guys. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Don't drive. Yes. And watch you. out for the black eye. Which right. is racist. Good night, everybody. Goodbye. Thank There's you. Bruno as we wrap up hour three. Hour four is next, but right now, somebody's got a word for something. <laughs> hey, you can make the decision right now, and I hope you do, to get lasting relief from that awful joint pain. Do this for the new year, would you? Don't go another year compromising because of all that pain. Maybe in your knees, your shoulder, your aching back. Call QC Kinetics. Call them now. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative non-surgical pain relief. So your body, believe it or not, has everything it needs to restore and repair that damaged joint tissue. And QC Kinetics can make it happen. No drugs, no surgery, no downtime. The future of pain treatments has arrived. Hundreds of board-certified QC Kinetics providers treating tens of thousands of very satisfied patients all across America and many of you right here in our area. I've talked to so many of you. I've heard from you. People with back pain, hip pain, any pain associated with arthritis or maybe that past injury. This is not a Band-Aid approach. This is a revolutionary treatment that gets you moving again. Get your life back. And listen, it is non-surgical. So if this is the year you decide to fight back against that pain, take the first step now. Call QC Kinetics. Get a free consultation on the calendar. Do this today. 215-999-3000. 215-999-3000. QC Kinetics. Will you just call them already? 215-999-3000. Tell them Dolan sent you. Start your day with Kale and Company. Weekday mornings 6 till 10 on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.